Welcome to the Indian Silicon Valley podcast. I'm Jivraj your host and I'm back with another extremely enriching conversation which I'm hoping will help you build your startup. With this episode I'm launching a new monthly series called the Masterclass. On the Masterclass I will be speaking with domain experts from the Indian startup ecosystem talking about a variety of disciplines ranging from growth and design to engineering and finance for the very first episode of this series i have with me the growth expert of the ecosystem damandeep soni vice president of growth at boat lifestyle one of india's largest consumer brands and the world's fifth largest wearable brand damandeep has been in the domain of growth for over a decade now having led companies and products to exponential growth over the years some of the brands he has touched include line mobiquick milk basket and white hat junior there could not have been anybody else more fitting to tell us all about growth than damandeep soni let's dive in the first masterclass on the indian silicon valley podcast on growth Join me in welcoming Mr. Damandeep Soni. Thank you so much, Daman, for joining me. Such a pleasure for me to be able to host you. Good morning, Jeevraj. Pleasure to be here, man. It's great what you're doing. Thank you so much, Daman. And I'm so excited for this episode, especially because you know there are these pointed expert things that we as young students aren't really aware about. And I'm sure we're going to demystify a lot of it in today's episode, right? So I want to jump right in and talk about growth. And let's start with the golden circle because I feel that's a great way to understand the realms of what growth entails. So why is growth required? What is growth? How is growth enabled? And by whom is is a great place to start, in my opinion. So let's start with why is growth required? Anything that's not growing is dying. That's the principle. It's for humans. It's for trees. It's even for companies, right? If if your revenues, if your users are all stagnating, means someone's no e- eating into your uh, eating into your growth. So uh, growth is the essential part of any living organism and any thriving company, right? And if if I talk about growth, traditionally growth was a problem which used to be headed by the salesperson or right. by the marketing person or the mna person if you're looking at inorganic growth but today growth as a field has evolved quite a lot there are cross functional teams in different companies which have seen hyper growth which are teams across uh, tech product marketing sales come together to create this whole growth function which help company really grow swiftly and when i mean swiftly i don't mean uh, you know throw money at the problem kind of a growth but paid marketing is just one small aspect of growth that we've seen but that takes up most of the 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 conversations around because uh, you see a lot of hoarding you see a lot of ads and you think the company is growing but that that pretty may not that may not be the case there are ample companies who haven't shown an ad on mainstream media and are growing like crazy it's an interesting space to be in the best part of the space is you're learning every day every day uh, every month practically there's a new channel for growth uh, there's a new way to grow the growth tactics and the strategies that we followed 5 years are not even relevant today it's an awesome place to be in 
for sure looks very exciting and throughout my research i was so so fascinated by what you're doing so as a follow up to that let's move to let's say growth functions right so acquisition activation those things which seem very fancy from the outside but i'm sure involve a lot of technicalities that a general consumer may not be aware of or somebody who's interested in this space may not be aware of so would love your you know insights to what those functions entail what are the enabling channels by which growth can be enabled so let's take a deep dive to that i guess Yeah. So typically, we have the growth funnel, right? In a, a traditional view, folks come in on the top of the funnel, and then they end up as buyers at the bottom of the funnel. So it starts with acquisition, wherein we have to go out and get a uh, get a new user. The user enters the platform. It then enters activation, which is basically uh, he he starts to explore the platform. He's uh, signed up and everything. And then there's retention, wherein we get the user to come back again and again. And then there's referral, wherein if the user is has enjoyed the platform we have to encourage him to get more of his friends onto the platform and then there's revenue so so this is a typical growth funnel acquisition activation retention referral revenue this is a very traditional way of looking at things and it and it forms a very good first principles framework but what we increasingly look at today is a growth loop which is not linear so to say wherein we say the user takes an action and there's an output because of that action which in turn brings a new user for example let's take google for an example wherein a user searches something on google google feeds that search result uh, into its algorithm and it figures out how to present a better search to the next user yeah. right so this means that every every user that's coming onto the platform needs to fit into one of the growth loops the referral growth loop or the acquisition growth loop which uh, essentially entails getting the user into the funnel but if you start thinking in loops that's what helps you build sustainable uh, you know growth engines today so setting the right processes and the right loops that's a great cue out there and you know good to understand in any sort of mechanism uh, furthermore so we've understood the why and we've understood the functions part of it let's move on to channels right and as you mentioned that there's a new channel almost every new month and there's so many options right so from a very basic fundamental standpoint what are some of the channels that growth marketers actually look at what can a uh, folks who are just getting started out actually start you know experimenting with and what's the kind of sauce there that you would suggest So uh, I I get this question pretty often you know what's the best channel for my company and my answer is let's discover okay what help paytm get its uh, millions of users may not help the next we have to get it next million of next million oh, users sure. so in growth it's good to have frameworks built in right i follow uh, what i created a framework long time ago called the four pillars of growth so okay. there are four essential channels okay? okay one is organic which is a function of your brand how how popular your brand is how big your brand is how good your search engine optimization is how good your your uh, app store optimization is so basically we measure this channel with the number of organic users coming in and with every channel there has to be something that to that to be measured right then there is a paid channel which is something which everyone sees which is uh, basically uh, tv ads radio ads newspaper ads performance marketing wherein we do a lot of contextual driven ads uh, moment based marketing right retargeting demographic driven marketing on digital so this is a facebook google ads so all of them come into the paid marketing and here we measure a lot of the upper funnel metrics the acquisition and the activation how many people right. that came in from the google channel actually ended up signing up for the product right. right then the third one if you go deeper is the product pillar so product pillar so we have this product marketing right wherein we talk about uh, growth hacks within the product wherein the users coming in the thank you page also says you know here's a referral code get the next user rather than just saying thank you for buying a product you're awesome then we have a lot of product driven growth hacks that we do 
for example, uh, at MobiQuick, we took the contacts permissions from the phone. And every time you open up a phone and you see the, the contact details, you'll see a MobiQuick icon below your name so that you can directly transfer or recharge the phone. This hack alone would get us around 20,000 users a day, right? Uh, and then obviously over time, hacks like this, they become stale because everyone starts doing it, right? If you have yeah. 15 icons, then obviously it's not going to be as effective as before. And then products got to do a lot of customer experience, right? How do I shorten my onboarding process? How do I make it easier for the user to get to the, uh, to the money button? So on and so forth. So product is a, is a very essential pillar of growth. And the fourth is, which is ignored by a lot of marketeers and product managers is partnerships, which is basically deep integration for distribution and cross-levering of each other's audiences. It's not about, I'll show my logo on, your, on my brand and you show my logo on your brand. It doesn't yeah. work like that. It, it's got to be far, far deeper. Like at, uh, Again, I'll take MobiQuick as an example. So we did a very deep partnership with Ola at that point in time. Right? Mm-hmm. Ola said we didn't want MobiQuick because we have Ola Pay. We said, why don't you... Why don't we ensure that Ola gets booked from within the MobiQuick app, right? And there was a very significant value proposition by the user would do that as opposed to an Ola, uh, Ola app. That's, that's, that's a story for another day. But uh, this, this kind of a thing would get us around, you know, uh, 20 to 30,000 transactions on a daily basis just by doing a, a, a tech partnership. Partnerships is something which I think is also an essential pillar. Once you have these four pillars in place, then you start getting into channels. And the way to go about channels is initially, so I get this question quite a lot from new startups. You know, which channel should I start? The, the, the framework to follow is start with two channels that you feel significantly confident about and see what works. Moment you have one channel working for you, get another two channels in, right? Rather than spreading your bets across all channels. And which I've seen is a mistake a lot of guys do because a lot of these channels, they require a certain amount of money or capital for it to perform. Right. right. Even in Facebook, when you when you when you start an ad campaign, it takes seven days for it to get out of the learning phase. So you have to give this challenge time. If you start seeing the CAC on day one, you're like, oh no, this is like five times what I expected, and you just switch it off. Uh, it doesn't work. And similarly for partnerships, for example, it moves the needle very nicely, but it takes a lot of time, right? Uh, when you to convince a new company to saying that uh, that uh, that you want to partner. So right. yeah, these are the four pillars of growth or channels of growth that you know uh, I would mentally uh, work with. Wow. Wow. I love that thought. And, you know, goes back to the framework model and how structured your thoughts are, but you've not used this word yet experimentation, right? And I've heard you talk about it before. And it's amazing how uh, from the outside, it can seem like growth might be a linear process where you do the things that are required and, you know, get the results out there. But the way you've spoken Mm -hmm. about experimentation in the past and how growth teams should function and how you've conducted appraisals has been really fascinating. So I want to jump to, you know, how the growth culture can be enabled within teams across the board and specifically for growth teams as well and what do you think optimizing for makes the most sense uh, i think that'd be a good segment to enter and understand better about growth teams and what the persona should be about them yeah so i have this paradigm that i share uh, so a coder knows what he needs to code what the output needs to be right a person in finance needs to know that at the end of the day the, the book should balance right a marketer or a growth person doesn't know how he's going to grow if you ask me today and you make me sit, okay, uh, and you give me uh, a company, I'll say, I don't know, I'll have to figure it out. Yes. Now, the word figure it out is essentially underlines, if you open the lid, that there are two things into it. One is, if I have to figure it out of the experiment, and if I have to experiment, I have to be very detached and democratic in my process in, in this whole experimentation, which means I have to rely extensively on data. I should not get married to a particular channel, to a particular product hack that I've developed. So the way, the way we run growth 
uh, and uh, uh, the way uh, you've seen the growth being projected uh, on a uh, on a pr which is a nice straight line month on month it's 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 never that that like that it, there's a lot of ups and downs so uh, for example here at board we know we want to grow x percentage on a month on month basis right we've lined up our experiments for the next 3 months we run typically 8 to 10 experiments a week now here in lies the problem right the fact that you're using the word experiment means you're going to fail but if you say i don't want to use an experiment you know what you have to do right you're given someone an sop and he he executes that so if you have to do experiments you need to have a team which is one very data literate who can analyze and 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 see what the numbers are telling it not what it wants the numbers to say or to, to to defend the thing the second is you need to structure the team in such a way now we've spoken about appraisals the team has to be structured in such a way that the appraisal is not dependent on the outcome of the experiment but rather the process of the experiment mm. okay so basically to put it in very layman term uh, a team member who's who runs a lot of experiments gets a good appraisal right okay. and it's not that i come my team member just comes okay now here i have got 10 experiments again we put, made it very democratic in this whole process the whole team sits down and uh, we then agree upon whether this experiment warrants a budget and time and we create a playbook which says that you know we tried this experiment 3 months ago it didn't work do you have some new way of running this or you have some new data point to run and and that's when you get approval so uh, also uh, there's there's a lot of creative collisions that we create uh, within the growth team for example uh, the product person and the social media person may come up with an idea right to hack their way through uh, a social media platform using a, a a product hook and they'll come together with an experiment so you have to you have to create all these collisions for 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 growth experiments to be created and if you create the process of building experiments growth will come you have no option but to grow so that's the way i typically structure my growth teams i've seen a lot of teams where growth has been an integral part of the company it's it's been a spirit of experiments it's uh, uh, you know and and experiments are also you know what one what experiment will will work is something that you have to double down on then you don't start second guessing the result right so for example we recently tried a new partnership we ran that whole experiment twice just to be sure and then we started investing in the experiment we didn't invest 5x or 10x we invested 1000x okay yeah. which in turn broke our platform <laughs> which is a good problem to have so, so but now we know that for the next two months this this experiment is going to take us to the next next phase of growth so yeah that's that's how we run experiments uh, in a growth team i think that's a great pointer again because you know i've heard about experiments and iterative approaches let's say in product teams and things like that this is i think a very candid and fresh perspective to how growth is looked at in organizations as well so kudos to that moving on from there to let's say metrics right and i i love your approach to again not star metrics uh, uh, the one metric that matters and all of that as well but i i request you to perhaps dumb it down a bit further as well you know people talk about maintaining ltv to cac ratios things like that kpis okrs what not right so if you had to perhaps break it down from the very fundamental level in terms of what metrics are you eventually chasing with growth teams and what are the metrics that you should look at eventually uh, would be a great uh, pointed to dive deeper into okay so i'll quickly move from north star into what you know the the asli mal is as you all know <laughs> right so so north star metric is a metric which captures the core value that the product delivers to the customer so uh, let me put this in a very clear term the the first time when i ask a lot of guys what do you think is the north star north star metric i mean 80% of the time i get the the answer is revenue mm-hmm. no revenue is what you get from the customer north star metric is what you give to the customer Right. For example, in Airbnb, 
the north star metric is number of nights booked yeah. right so the whole company is configured to delivering the number of nights booked okay so for example at uh, at milk basket we wanted to create a north star metric as number of groceries delivered to the user on time okay which meant is uh, the user can put lot of groceries in one basket order almost every day with less number of groceries and he will do that if it reaches his home before 7 o'clock in the morning right so what this now does is now if you have this singular goal and this is a very important goal for a company because if you have the singular goal then you start breaking it into smaller metrics and kpis for example the logistics team will say you know what i have to configure my processes so that it gets delivered on time which means i need to get stuff into my warehouses one night before which means the retention team needs to figure out patterns which say that okay this guy orders eggs every 6 days so i have to give him a reminder for egg on the 6th day so that he doesn't forget to put that because he's a busy person okay right. or uh, i know that this person goes on a holiday every march because his basket is empty for the whole march so i need to proactively tell him don't order in march because then i earn trust from him i know when he gets back he's going to order more groceries from me so there's a lot of stuff which gets broken into smaller metrics and the way we do this is we create pods a pod may be a group of people a growth pod is a, cross, a group of cross functional people so let's talk about delivering on time okay mm. which means the tech and the product team need to work very closely with the logistics team so that we can do predictive analysis of let's say how much cabbage we need for the next day so that we can automatically place that order and create a dummy invoice so that all the person has to do is pick a pick a vendor and shoot it off to him and say that this is what i want right the product team can also uh, create a bidding system where he says okay i need 500 kg of cabbage and he shoots it out to two all his vendors and they come back with pricing and the person can just fill up that thing and and get on with the invoice and likewise because when he said delivering on time we think about bikes trucks manpower right but there's a lot of stuff that goes on the product side also so while that is definitely happening right you have to optimize so if you want to deliver on time you need more manpower or you need better systems and processes to deliver with the same manpower so then it becomes a traveling salesman problem how should i go to different buildings to deliver so so a growth pod comes together to solve this whole problem the team has to figure out how to reduce time by x minutes x hours so that's when the fun starts right uh, they in turn come up with 5 to 10 experiments saying that you know what we'll create this invoicing process and then they're like no no yaar wo to mandi mein hai uh, in the mandi they don't i mean they want a person over there uh-huh. fine let's recruit someone who's posted in the mandi <laughs> so so yeah. so stuff like this happens and the point is there's a structure to this right uh, mm-hmm. we know all these engines are simultaneously coming up mm-hmm. and they're all firing at at different ways at boat every morning when we discuss experiments i ask my team will the boat go faster So this is by virtue of the Olympic team, wherein they said we'll we'll do anything and everything it takes to make the goat for faster. We'll lose weight, we'll wear thinner shoes, we'll okay. we'll we'll have longer rows. So any experiment that comes in, the team asks, will the boat go faster? And if it goes faster, yes, we go in for that experiment. Wow, that that's amazing and you know spectacular to hear the way you've defined you know the North Star metric for us and the way you've looked at it and breaking it down into smaller components is amazing to uh, you know fathom. So moving from there and you know let's go to a couple of you know short bites that I I'd like to ask you. So there's so many myths about the system, right? So you called it right, you know, in terms of marketing and cross-functional teams and the experimentation approach. All of those could be myths as well. But what are some of the myths that you think are commonly misunderstood? Uh, at the consumer level or at the you know aspirational level about growth teams that you would kind of want to bust for us okay so uh one common thing that i've heard is uh, growth needs a lot of capital no it does <laughs> not right okay. it needs a lot of grit 
Okay. okay. Uh, it needs a it needs capital, but it doesn't require that much capital. People estimate it to be. All your users are not going to come from paid growth. The right. organic engine and the partnership engines they all start kicking in. The the second thing is okay. Now we've got this guy. Now we'll be able to grow. No, <laughs> <laughs> growth growth is a cross functional team effort. There is no growth superhero, right? Okay. The superhero is the growth process. Mm-hmm. Okay. The 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 third is we rely on data for growth. No, you don't. You make the data say what you wanted to say. If you uh, okay. a lot of the times we look at data, we have to really dumb down data. so that everyone understands but that dumbing down data kind of hides a lot of things data is dirty data <laughs> and the biggest flaw in plot worked in data is average averages hide a lot of things it hides a lot of trust and spikes which which should get you which should get you worried mm-hmm. so uh, what i love is histograms for example in terms of let's talk about delivery i see how many orders were delivered within 1 hour within 2 hour within 3 hours within 5 hours within 40 hours rather than seeing what is the average delivery time no that doesn't matter because i have to then work on the pareto principle i have to pareto attack it right so yeah these are some of the big big myths you know thinking that you you are getting data thinking you need capital thinking you need a growth superstar no you 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 need a lot more uh, to get the engine growing wow wow that that's again like i think very very fascinating to hear although i don't agree to the first part like i'm sure you are the growth superhero any organization needs so cheers there but apart from that you know what are three don'ts like i think so uh, to do's are too many to ask because those those will become prescriptive but according to you what are some of the do nots for sure in a growth marketer per se that you know you think are things to avoid for sure like these things are you know not required okay So uh uh let me put it this way if your mind is full of fear and this is like a star wars thing but jokes aside if your mind is full of fear you will not grow uh, and for that to happen the environment needs to be created in such a way that the growth team is fearless in terms right. of driving experiments mm-hmm. because if 7 out of 10 times they're going to fail and the environment says that oh shit you know what this guy is not doing well he's mm-hmm. going to he's going to second guess his experiments so we need to we we do not need to instill fear in the environment in the growth team right or uh, quite often i have other stakeholders who come really hard at us saying that you know we're not growing we know there's a process to it right yeah. we know the we are true to the process we will grow there can be certain months where a lot of experiments have failed so be it because the market condition has changed so we need to do that know that second is we look for silver bullets in growth right the silver bullet they first of all there are there are silver bullets are very few silver bullets and the silver bullets keep changing For example, when we when I started my journey with Line, they wanted a million users in the first month. I got them three million users using Google Ads, and not even spending like spending one tenth of what I would spend today. So today, if you tell give me the same cost and say use Google Ads to get that many users, I can't because today there are far more number of advertisers doing that, right? So you need to figure out how to go about that, right? You you've seen how Clubhouse has gone about that. They've they've gone through the influencer marketing route. They've yeah. gone. They've created scarcity. so th- there are very different ways uh, to do so their silver bullet is uh, getting a lot of top top honchos and key influencers onto the platform by virtue of the investor so that's that's something which everyone needs to know. now you can't do a clubhouse again <laughs> i mean you can't grow with a grow with the same principle that that clubhouse is doing right now you can't get elon musk yeah. onto your platform anyway because they they've, they've done that they want to come again to your platform right right so these are some of the things that that we really need to think the third third is do not take growth to be a straight line a growth the growth curve is never a straight line it's a series of bumps and when those which means a series of experiments running but when those experiments come together right that's when 
that's when you jam and that's when you really get into the get into the fifth gear so once you get into the fifth gear the growth is the growth is going to plateau and then you need to again do that whole growth curve all over again fair enough so no fear and not looking at growth as a straight line and being very accustomed to looking at growth in the right manner and processes so th- those are great yeah, and, and, and and not living by silver bullets not living by silver bullets perfect perfect uh, you know moving further i know for a fact that you like to think in a lot of mental models which have been really helpful some of which you've published in your blogs as well and in your other talks so do you have any not prescribing principles but things that really help you structure your thoughts in the right manner possible and then present it in the best or in terms of leading teams or anything whatsoever would love to know that so i read a lot of stuff which is which has nothing to do with growth so the reason being uh, we need to look so we need to think outside the box practically every day right sure. otherwise we're not growing we are we are growing uh, at the median growth level so okay. i take a lot of inspiration from uh, like for example will the boat go faster came something from reading a sports book right, right. trying to lose as much weight so that we can grow faster so we can run faster so which means getting rid of legacy systems getting in more agile systems into the uh, getting more agile systems into play so for me reading is 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 very very varied i read a lot of history because what the the paradigms that they offer at that point in time they didn't have many resources and technology at play right uh, the earlier generations and how did they go about growing and assembling huge armies and conquering different countries so they offer very very good paradigms for me to work with for example uh, uh, on the partnerships front okay i believe a, a coalition of common souls can really drive growth for everyone together it doesn't ha- have to be a zero sum game right? right for example i just gave you the the partnership with ola that we did that it's not so even they had a wallet right it's not the expense of one versus the other so uh, uh, you can all collectively grow So yeah, I mean, it's 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 it, these are things that create that help me create my mental models for me. I mean, that makes me think. You know, Kunal Shah talks about this and reading about psychology, about humanity, and understanding the people better in realms of it, so that he can you know make for them. So I think this is a great approach to read absolutely different things than growth is is a great pointer. Uh, this has been super fun, Daman, and you know we've covered so many things. For the last question, I'll keep it relatively stereotypical and simple, but I'd love to know that you know throughout your experiences in different organizations, uh, in a variety of places, uh, you've you. you've done a lot of growth a lot of marketing and a lot of things what are some of the qualitative aspects that you've picked up during this journey and what are some of the things that you know uh, would count as learnings or you know satisfying factors personally for you as opposed to let's say technical aspects would love to know that and i think that'd be a very fitting end to this amazing episode so my biggest source of happiness in this whole journey is a lot of my team members that i work with are today growth heads of companies Wow. and uh, these are folks uh, that started working with me with one or two years experience even zero years of experience and had a huge learnability quotient they worked with frameworks they've discovered new things and now when their philosophy of working is uh, is 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 so rich that they give it back now uh, in the sense uh, we have this in- whole whole community wherein we learn from each other's strengths so i get to learn a lot more from them and i don't need to have to go down a rabbit hole to discover something everything is now a phone call away but to see a lot of these guys blossom into being marketing heads and growth heads in companies is is something that's given me immense happiness wow that's a beautiful thought daman to be deriving satisfaction from the fact that the people that you worked with earlier have you know gone into 
define their own success is beautiful this has been super super amazing i think we've spoken from you know the fundamentals of grow to the do nots to the myths to frameworks to channels to everything under the sun at least on the fundamental basis of growth thank you so so much for your time this has been super awesome and fun i hope you enjoyed it as well thanks zivraj it was wonderful being here and had a really nice chat today thanks a lot man thank you so much damn So that was Amandeep Soni, Vice President of Growth at Boat Lifestyle on the Indian Silicon Valley podcast, telling us all about growth. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Furthermore, I would love to get feedback from you on this new monthly series and understand more as to how I can curate this better. That was it from this one. but i will see you next week for another episode till then i hope you recall if you never try you'll never know stay tuned and keep building